Hello and welcome back, my little ludes and ludettes. And it is time. The Trash Manga Friends podcast, that's something of the past. We've left that behind. It's time for a new era, time for us to be true to ourselves, which means, yes, it is time to get lewd. On that time, I started a podcast, The Fap to Trash Hentai, with my friends. And actually, most of them were trash, but some of them weren't. AKA sex rate 0%, Iron Will, Beautiful Virgins versus sex rate 100%, Perverted Trash Hentai, AKA the Trash Hentai Friends podcast. You know the drill by now. It's three people discussing one trash hentai series. Some are good, some are bad, but they're all gosh damn lewd and trash. Both of those. I am your Ahi Gal in chief, Sean, and I am joined by the ultimate SNM pair of Phil and Mike. How are you both this fine mood day? I am moist in anticipation. I, I don't know how to feel about that introduction. <laughs> and Phil is... <laughs> Phil's already having... Confusing. Already having <laughs> confusing you you were the driving force behind this change, Phil. You've got to go full in now. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Oof, uh, I was in. the driving force for us to read hentai. I wasn't agreeing like, oh yeah, let's jerk off with each other. <laughs> Let's just do it privately. Look, that's not what you said when we did the meeting with the soggy biscuit and all of that. You were full in. <laughs> Oof. This is with it's a whole lot of talk about being the driving force and knowing the drill and being full in and ugh. I'm already Moist. turgid. Turgid. <laughs> turgid, yep. Damn. Sure. Couldn't even tell you what that word meant if I tried. So, <laughs> so how you been? I, 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 you know, the world. It's great. It's great. It's fantastic. Been great. This is fair. I mean, we're recording this on Census Day, Mike. Have you done oh, your? Have you done your census? How goddamn exciting! Yes, I've done my census. Yeah. I am now. They part know. Of society. Now they know. They know exactly what I've been. Jerking off, off to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that what you put in a census? I don't know. Well, I put in my sent. No, I didn't. It's like, here's my name, here's my nationality, and here are my kinks. And they're like, oh, yes, 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 all on record. Yeah. Government needs to know that kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Needs to know what porn to invest in. Absolutely. If, a recommendation for future censuses, government, if you're listening. Uh, make sure you have put like more text space in that other box because I ran out. And just right, right, more. yeah. If you could, like, actually, if you could make it like a bullet point system. Well, no, like, they did so that, and I ticked all the bones, but then there was another all as well. fetish option. Right, right, right. <laughs> An all fetish. All of the above. It would be easier to list what isn't my fetish. Right, right, At right. this point. It's fair. It's fair. I, um, I'm pretty certain that they covered most of mine, but, uh, you know, you never know what can spring up at the last moment. As long as you're not covered, Mike. Mm, yeah, that I mean that is also one of them. Yeah, yeah. You just you get an unexpected surprise sometimes. What can you say? <laughs> unexpected. Frankly, I like it when it's unexpected. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I do enjoy a good surprise. Yes, Phil. Yes. Do you have a comment? No. No, no sir. Not here to no. <laughs> no. Keep me out of this, I don't sir. Know them. <laughs> <laughs> no, Daddy. I have no comment. <laughs> Well, in that case, we will move on 
to the first glorious series that we have covered for this new era of our show. And what better way to kick off the Trash Hentai Friends podcast than with hentai. So this was originally a uh, web novel before it got made a manga. The web novel ran in 2016, while the manga lasted for about a year from September 2017 to August 2018. It is a horror mystery series. Uh, the art is done by Umimaru, who has, among other things, drawn hentai, shock, gas, horror. Uh, and the writing is by Kei Fujishiro, who I believe this is their only work. Uh, this has never been licensed because, as we all know, Western publishers are cowards. And uh, there's been no anime adaptation. And considering how old it is, I doubt you'll get like an OVA or anything of like that, even if this might be suitable for that, considering the relatively short length for only two volumes. But uh, Phil, it's your time to shine. I know you've always wanted to do this. Tell us about hentai. Oh, oh where, where do I even begin? It's just so so many things to tell you like ubiquitous is what it is hentai follows our understandably female lead mm -hmm. uh yuko natsuki as she moves into her new apartment only to discover that uh she's not alone there and the story revolves all around how uh she's getting into all these sticky situations with a new housemate and how can she Get out of them. Mm. It's also uh, very necessary to point out. She's a uh, a buxom a buxom lass, very, very well. wearing very tight fitting, very tight. Yeah. In, in fairness, almost all of the females in this are um, adequate, shall mm. we say? I, I, yeah. I mean, as you would expect from such from a yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's also um, I don't think it, it doesn't seem like anyone wears a bra like ever because they're always very form-fitting clothes it doesn't leave a whole lot to the imagination you know in the times that they are wearing clothes they're actually uh obviously they're naked quite a lot of the time uh like pretty much every chapter of this i mean there's there's the obligatory unit. shower scene among other oh, things. absolutely yeah there's multiple multiple shower scenes yes yeah and in fact uh the the very first page of this they talk about uh some holes as well so <laughs> i'm glad you picked up on that one <laughs> yep, very first page i shit you not look at it right now no no my i don't get me wrong i picked up on that it's just the very just first the line of this thing that. very first line of this thing is <laughs> mommy what's this hole oh crap i forgot all of that oh. <laughs> That is, in fact, the very it's first line. It's pulling me this. in, and I can't get out. <laughs> and then the very next page, they throw something down. What appears to be a butthole. Fuck hell, Mike. <laughs> like I, I shit you not. The very first thing I saw, like, yep, that's an anus. <laughs> now I've got to admit, I don't just stare at every hole and think, yep, anus. <laughs> This one is especially anusy. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I'm looking at the page Mike's talking about. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> oh, dear it's like if you watch Star Wars and you thought the Sarlacc pit that could look a bit like an anus. This looks like an anus. I'm pretty sure that was intentional as well, not because of the rest of the the manga, but. Uh, 
I just think they really felt like making it look like a bottle. Well, again, remember, as I mentioned, the uh, the artist obviously draws hentai. So, oh, obviously, yeah, yeah, both yeah. both literally and figuratively in this case. So, I think it's time to start discussing the the plot. Uh, and yeah, as Phil says, you uh, have uh, Natsuki, I believe, is her name. Yes, yep. Natsuki is the lead. Yep, uh, she. Uh, goes to move into this this apartment because she's a paranormal investigator. She's a paranormal investigator who is both relentlessly stubborn about, I'm moving into this apartment, goddammit, but then also terrified at the slightest thing. Yes, because she's also like a rookie or something as well. I don't think she's a rookie. I think she's just like she's been doing it for years. Yeah. She just wants her big break, dammit, and this is her chance. Right, right, right. She's like, no, no, you can't handle that apartment. And she's like, ah, it's fine. No, not a, nothing will happen. Let me just say yeah. that. Surely by this point, people like it's people have read enough stories where their stories like where they're like, no, I forbid you from going there, and knowing that'll just mean they go there. Like, yeah, they also do in this the thing where they're like, don't go there. Why not? I'm not telling you. <laughs> I mean, no, they they do tell her. <laughs> They're like, yeah, look at look at the track record of this place. That, that's after she's been the first time. I'm sure. They... The no, where they reveal the whole history of the apartments after she's already been. Yeah, all the stuff that goes down in that place. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so yeah, goes there and then finds out right after that. Uh, yeah, a lot of people have died there. <laughs> like, a lot of people have died there. Like, everyone who's ever lived there has died there in a horrific, messy fashion. Because we hadn't figured it out yet. Yeah, this isn't, this isn't porn. This isn't porn at all. This is My, whatever the opposite of porn is. I'm going to have to edit that out. Okay. <laughs> right. So. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah, I mean, it's gore porn. It's certainly gore porn. Like, goddamn. As is then proved immediately after she signs the dotted line, where... A body gets launched? I don't know. <laughs> I have no fucking clue what happens in that scene. Someone, like, rugby punted a body straight into the window <laughs> of her apartment. Yeah, uh, I like, think it's implied they fell from higher up. How, though? Because they how? smashed into the window. Were they on a bungee rope or something? Uh, it's like, know. I'm going to try and describe something. I don't Maybe know if it was windy. I was pretty fucking <laughs> pretty windy. Fucking windy, yeah. Like, I'm going to describe something. I don't know if it's going to translate. You know those guys that like stick to the wall and they like sort of they yes. fall down the wall I, like I, a little bit like, at a time. Uh, I don't know what they're made out of. Like a weird gel, yeah, like a gel yeah, rubber type. thing. Yeah, yeah. Like you guys, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yes. Like no idea what those things are called, but yeah. Like, did he do that down the side of the building? <laughs> no, because it it's looks really like... not clear. It looks like he impacted the window and then slid down. Yeah, like, it, it really does look like a bird flying into a window. Yeah, at first I thought maybe a car, but it didn't really look like that from the side shots. It just literally looked like he's been yeeted into this window somehow. Absolutely well, does. I think we know we find out why later on. But... Yeah, well, no, we find of. out like we find out the how of why they're dead. We don't yeah, find, we find out, out how that specifically happened. Yes, but I'm assuming they are connected in this case. It, it's wibbly wobbly because this thing is hella violent. Like it's 
Oh, the, God. Like, the, the title, if you don't know a lot about the nuances of the Japanese language, the title of this say game... If you don't know about the nuances of hentai. <laughs> well, if you don't know about the if nuances... If you're not a person of culture and do not read <laughs> prolific amounts of hentai... Prolific amounts. <laughs> For an amount to be prolific, goddamn. Just fat stacks of hentai. God, like, yeah, because the title has, like, nothing to do with this. I honestly had no clue what the title was, like, what had to do with it. Because the title is literally just the word hentai. And yeah. That's all it is. There's no subtitle, nothing like that. And I only, I only found out why it was called that, because Phil, moments before we started recording, Googled it, essentially. And like, oh, I guess that kind of makes sense. I wasn't in the conversation for that point, but I'm guessing it's because so hentai, while well, nowadays it's entirely used for, like, sexual degeneracy more than anything. Sure. It does kind of, I think it originally just means more perverse in general, like, no. which is sort of what this is. No. I mean, kind of, well, if you're talking about, like, perverse violence, that's what I was yeah. thinking of, but apparently, I mean, Phil, go ahead and explain it. Well, so hentai, as the three of us would know it, is actually an abbreviation, apparently. Oh. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to have to pull it up again to remind myself. Hentai Seiyoku is the full word, which basically means perversion and whatnot. But hentai, obviously, now nowadays is just like... Almost exclusively means poor. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Well, pervert, and it's used yeah. in the context of... Um, Sexual degeneracy. Manga pornography. Yeah. But it has other meanings as well, uh, particularly around metamorphosis and transformation. Oh, okay. yeah. So... I'm guessing it's the same sort of etymology idea as how certain root words in or certain words in English have the same root words but mean completely opposite or different things, like the word awful and awesome kind of thing. Same root words, but they've evolved over yeah. years to mean different things. So in, in many ways, this is essentially like the reason, so like Poopa has a title because again, it's about metamorphosis and all that. But obviously, that's an example that's familiar to us in the West, whereas... Yeah. The more classical definition of the word hentai is not something we're familiar with. So. Yeah, so no. if you're ever thinking finding some fat material on a night, just uh, look up the most horrific shit possible. And hentai there and pooper. Yeah, there you go. You got yourself there are some happy quite a few fun similarities time. between the two. <laughs> there so. is a lot of similarities <laughs> between the two. Yeah, uh, generally the the grotesque twisting. Yeah art is like yeah like there's... like let me let me be blunt here because a couple of episodes ago back when we covered record of ragnarok you mm. guys were like yeah this is gory and graphic and i was like <laughs> nah know. mate what are you talking about this <laughs> this is gory and graphic look, look, i want to <laughs> i want to clear something up about the previous episode the one you're talking about the record of ragnarok i i thought it was gory i thought it was it was graphic but not in the sense of like this, where it's just like grotesque viscera all over the place. Definitely not. I thought that was graphic in its own way because it doesn't really set itself up to do that. So that was like surprising graphic, surprising gore, where like you were just having this um, standard uh, shonen esque fight, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's some bones jutting out of wrong angles and that I mean, was are that you was saying you weren't surprised at some points by this because i think this is by far the most graphic thing we've ever oh i'm not saying I, I wasn't surprised by it i'm saying it was 
to be expected based on like it establishes that this is what we're in for very quickly is what i'm saying sure yeah. but even then like so there's scenes later on where uh we haven't got to what the uh supernatural element is but basically you start seeing people's uh heads being twisted and popped off and God, i was yeah. like ah, just like oh, going through some of the violence it's like twisting body parts off i don't think you even need to go that far for it to get that graphic like at one point pretty early on isn't there like a corpse covered in maggots and stuff drawn yep. in pretty pretty yep. gross amounts of detail like a, a desiccated corpse which is busting open at the seams with yeah. maggots pouring out of it it's like <laughs> yeah so that's one of them another one is you even get a scene of and when they were like setting this up i was like they're gonna do that aren't they yeah uh you see a girl piss herself quite literally well yes yeah yeah which yeah, okay, so I mean, we could have included that in the intro, like, could have had like a piss fetish thing going on, but I'll, no, like, yeah. it, it's also in the scene it's in, it's pretty understandable. Yeah, yeah. oh no, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so, yeah it makes sense. That's yeah. Probably the least graphic thing in that scene. <laughs> yeah, you don't even have anyone drinking it like a respectable hentai. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> can't do that in Britain, Mike. That's illegal. <laughs> No, you you can't. That's film not the it. Queen's porn. God damn it! You can't film that in Britain. No, you can film it. You can't right. distribute it. Right, right. My apologies. Got to get the law right. Of course, I, I want to get. Arrested. I mean, you can't distribute anything these days. What with Pornhub's lockdown. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> this is why I go to hentai websites and see horrific. There's shit. no restrictions there. <laughs> Famously, Japanese porn has no restrictions. <laughs> Fine. You should use tentacles instead, and it's fine. Yeah. No this is a bit of a this is a bit of a, a, a side note here, but I I find it the whole um, history so, of it. This is the April Fools' episode, Mike. Side note: however fucking much you want. <laughs> His, uh, Japan's history with eroticism in general is fascinating. I mean, like the, one of the oldest, like of not the oldest piece of erotic art is literally a woman fucking an octopus, and. Sure. Yes. It's like Fisherman's Wife or something. And so what it's done is they went from that to really graphic porn, which they're like, no, no, no. Morally speaking, we, we can't have you having that. So you can show it if you pixelate it. So then people moved on to tentacles because they were like good stand-ins. And you didn't have to censor that. But then they went, no, no, no. Your tentacles are becoming too penisy. We need to censor these tentacles. It's it's crazy how because a lot of j the reason Japanese pornography and all that is the way it is because of how in the closet they are in regards to some of that. Like you can't show that. Yeah. Can't show that. So uh, by going so repressed, you now have this insane explosion of well hentai and all the other uh, depictions you see traditionally and from the rest of the world depicting Absolutely, Japanese yeah. porn. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's interesting to say the least, but it's it's very much if they weren't so repressed, they wouldn't have effectively forced innovation, innovation. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh man we need to innovate to survive I'm like yeah yeah you do and it just really it's really inspiring it shows the power of the perverse human spirit to carry on through tough times oh, man if you're horny you can do anything <laughs> yeah sure you could be horny for porn or in this case horny for violence because yeah. yeah this thing's definitely horny for violence Ooh. That's one thing the hentai can def title can definitely uh, match up to. 
God, just remembering some of the violence as well. Like, there's another scene where a person gets their head ripped off and then yes. yeah. some, they stick their hand through the neck hole and out through the mouth. So, oh. Yeah, and then basically just sticks the corpse in the toilet. Yeah, well, no, sticks like the head and hands in the toilet and leaves the rest in a very weirdly very sexualized sexualized pose yeah it's like what the fuck is this shit this is a very very strange read but you know the art's actually pretty good <laughs> it is it's it's very visceral and i will say like but it i said if you can get past the fact that it's ah, then yeah it is it's very graphic but it works brilliantly yeah. for what it's trying to achieve like also on a technical level as well like there's i had no face blindness i could that tell where everything was the only one i would say is maybe that sometimes and i think this is the same thing we have with pupa that sometimes it gets so grotesque and so like there's one scene where this part was basically literally just slick with blood everywhere and yeah it's so overboard at that point that everything's just blurry to get into like it because obviously it's black and white now we're away from webtoons so yeah it's just everything blurs into a sea of black and it's like yeah. uh, uh I, I never really had that problem well, it's like even in those situations, you could tell that's what they were going for. Yeah. So, it wasn't, but that's the it wasn't that's the only time I'm like, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe dial it back at home for the scene, just so you can appreciate mm. the, the violence more. Yeah. I, I I do agree. It does have the same pooper problem of just sometimes like, oh, that's just a fleshy blob now, which was maybe the point. Yes. But uh, yeah, like you lose definition when you have that much viscera in one scene. Yeah, I think that is the point to an extent. Um, so to kind of fill our listeners in a bit on the plot, mm. or a bit more than what we've been alluding to. <laughs> fill them in, Phil. Alluding to. <laughs> right. This apartment, as we've discussed, has a strange history where anyone that's lived there has died, and we discover it's pretty much always within a month. The mm. second you step foot in it, you're dead within a month, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and in fact, you don't even have to be the person that's moving in. Uh, we find out that the real estate agents, they normally end up dead as well. And we find out it's kind of spreading throughout this apartment complex a bit. So if adjacent rooms are also being affected and things like that. Yeah, mm -hmm. the, uh, and the floor below it, but not the floor I'm above it. I'm yes. sure that'll be significant at some point. I really hope it is, because they mention that and then never bring it up again. <laughs> well, uh, I want to touch on that one in a bit. So that's gotcha. a separate thing to think about but um yeah in one of the flashbacks so when we first start this series we're introduced to the main character and the current real estate agent for the place mm -hmm. who's obviously doesn't want anything to do with this but he's kind of getting dragged into it a bit because someone wants to rent the place and after they both set foot into the apartment and he's uh gets done freaking out and whatnot mm and some weird stuff's been happening. Um, they end up meeting back up again, and she, Natsuki, our lead, asks this um, real estate agent about the place, and he tells her about the previous real estate agent that managed it, uh, a guy he worked with. Mm -hmm. He was saying when he went there to check on the place, he saw like the next-door neighbor or something who he thought was like a bit of a drug addict or something. Um, they were like, smelled gross, they looked horrible, and he thought they had like neil track marks in the face for example yeah the the most traditional place to yeah put drugs. he had the kind of traditional like 
um, are sunken. That's the word I'm after, like sunken, sunken features eye. that you yeah, sunken eyes. Yeah. Um, but then they talk about how, like, uh, is it like a day later or something? He gets a phone. It's literally call. the next day. Yeah. Yeah. He gets mm -hmm. a phone call, like, oh, people are complaining about this really rancid smell. And he's like, oh, it's going to be that person. And then they find this person, and it looks like they've been dead for who knows how long because they're just like very literal skin and bones. Yeah, like this, this is the everywhere and... thing we were talking about before with the maggots pouring out of them. Yeah, it's yeah. like, ugh. And it's like, yeah, that it, it seems like there's some supernatural, well, we know the supernatural stuff going on, but like, yeah. it, it's kind of changing how long people have been dead in some way. Like, it seems like people can be dead long, longer than they actually have been, almost. Yeah, I will say one, one thing in favour of the writing in this, at least for a little while, it actually does quite well to sort of lure you in a little bit with the surprise of it. Because it originally looks like it's just nothing but superstition. That some people have died here. Oh well, they've they had some illnesses, maybe a couple of suicides, maybe some accidents. Like, but it's, like, it could have just been a superstitious coincidence. But then it very like quickly. I, like, I never had that impression, right? Because no, they're, they're relaying no, the plot, did. and then the guy I, smashes I into when... the window. <laughs> no, so no, I... this is before that. That's chapter one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about throughout the first chapter. He's talking like the first five pages. Yeah, right. like it, it looks like it's just nothing but superstition for a little while, so and I... then it introduces the idea that no, this is almost definitely supernatural, and then it's like no, this is definitely supernatural right after that. Well, so and like, it doesn't leave any doubt. Is my point to piggyback onto that? So we mentioned earlier how uh, Natsuki's managed, like, no, no, you can't go anywhere near that place. Mm -hmm. It's because he knows people, like everyone who's been there, has died within a month. But when they just talk about like the sheer number of people, that have died, <laughs> yeah. you're like, oh, all right, yes, yeah, sure. There's been some coincidence. People have just happened to die and they've happened to live there. You're like, yeah, okay, superstition. But then they're like, oh yeah, like two hundred people have died from this place. And like, whoa, yeah. whoa, yeah, Back the fuck off. There, there is two hundred people a point. have died and they stopped tracking it five years ago or something. It's like, what the fuck? Because the person tracking it has died, they implied. But uh, <laughs> yeah. it's also like, yeah, how long can you suspend your disbelief? Because a few deaths, sure, okay, maybe a coincidence. When you're hitting the triple digits, um, your your government's going to get involved, or you know, just drop a bomb from orbit. Well, well they do get involved, is the thing, because later on we get the police involved. Because oh, 205, that's one too many, you got to get involved now. <laughs> well, no, no, it's not even that, so... Um, the police end up coming round because after Natsuki's moved in and her editor's come along because he's decided he's going to help her, but he'll never step foot in the apartment because that's the trigger or whatever. Sure, sure. When, when they arrive at the apartment complex, one of the other tenants has decided to move out. And at this point is when we actually first really see the ghost Yeah. Um, that's doing all this, uh, who we later find out is called Aiko, a young girl. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, no, no, I can't let anyone leave and murders the woman and the um, movers. And the delivery there. man, yeah. And yeah, and, yeah then, then the police arrive and they're like, yeah, what, what the shit? And the policeman, uh, the, 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 the officer in charge of the investigation. Detective. Detective, thank you. That's the one I'm looking for. The detective is like, yeah, I 
my my senior worked on a similar case for for this place a few years ago, but he died, and it became a cold case. That's why I believe you. Why I believe it's all supernatural. So it's implied the government did look into this, but they just couldn't do anything because it's supernatural, and you can't prove supernatural sort of. There comes a point though where you just go fuck it and <laughs> yeah. Like why? Why would you still let people move in there? From other things, <laughs> they kind of make a reference to that. At they some point. very thinly homage that. Oh, the owner wants us to keep, but again, yeah, that's another and one then that's, that's yes, the only thing that's mentioned about it. Yeah. Like, so the owner knows what's going on, I guess, but you have to kind of draw your own conclusions. To make this clear, so for people listening, so uh, we've read, vol- this is a two-volume series, we've read volume one because it's the only one that's been um, scanlated, volume two has not been scanlated, so we've only read the first ten of 23 chapters of this. Yes. Because mm-hmm. uh, we, w- we would have read it all if it had been out, but it's not, so. Yeah. Wham, wham. I mean, I'll tell you the one thing that did do a good job of faking me out, because obviously that's the first time it's all mentioned that we actually see Ico in the flesh. Up until this point, because of the variety there of it. deaths have happened... In, in the spirit. Oh, right. Yeah, so. I mean, she's definitely in the flesh at some point. Ico in the woo. She's, she's in the flesh in the first few pages because I think that's the little girl we see talking about. Mommy, what's this hole? I mean, she's like in the flesh. She puts her yeah. hands in, in the. Uh, uh, right, I'm, I'm with you. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Gets she, them right up there. She does get them right up there. But uh, yeah, up until this point, I had assumed it was going to be a wide variety, especially as it was like different types of deaths. And affecting different rooms. So I was like, oh shit, it's going to be like, um, I don't know why it was the example that came to my mind, but there's a story in Karen no Kyokai where every room's haunted by like a different malevolent spirit and something like that in like an apartment complex. I was like, it's that, it's this. But no, it is just, that's the point where we find it is just one person just one, one raining havoc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is a little weird how they go from. These all of these deaths are mysterious circumstances and variety, and it goes from that to someone's going to leave. Better murder everyone. Yeah, it like, goes immediately. It goes to, uh, oh shit! Time to housing everything and just blood and guts. And gore yeah, everywhere. like it's a bit of a jump. Yeah, and I don't know. Maybe we're meant to read into that. I doubt it. Well, there is. There's meant to be a plot line in the thing that she's getting stronger over time. Like originally, mm-hmm. like she took like a whole half a year or so to do a killing. Whereas now it's like under a month or yeah. and obviously then we see later she manages to leave the apartment and kill outside of it. So she's not chained there, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's like yeah. you said, like the 205th kill, that's the one that did it. Yeah. We just happen to be joining in at the end. That's the thing. The, it also gets me as well because then the police are like, oh, maybe, maybe it's that, uh, not Aiko, uh, I've forgotten her name. Natsuki. Maybe Natsuki, it's yeah. Natsuki. Oh, and it's like, no, like, spend one second looking over the history of this building, you'd be like, okay, yeah, probably not her. I know, maybe it's like a, a, a serial killer legacy. <laughs> Every time one serial killer gets too old, they pass on the responsibility to someone else. <laughs> the Dread Pirate Robert serial killer? Oh <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> and his serial killer before him, and his serial killer before him. <laughs> And it's not. It is, this is clearly some sort of supernatural shenanigans, but it is also very inconsistent. Yeah, you can go with the idea of it's supernatural. We don't have to explain it. It doesn't have to make sense. 
but it's very consistent up to a point and then it just throws all of its own rules out the window yeah. it does almost feel like because it's it's relatively consistent in the second half of this volume but it's relatively consistent in the first half but then there mm. is just the transition so i don't know if it's a case of they had one thing planned at one point and then when they had to actually nail everything down they had to be like just hand wave some stuff and there we go i mean it's possible that this is all some sort of red herring clue thing for the second half of the series and we find out there's actually two spirits in here or something <laughs> like that well they do kind of imply that uh, yeah. in the second half so in the second half after they first meet Aiko and there's that brutal murder they're taken to hospital and you meet the lovely doctor who is irrelevant to everything yes she's just she's in, just another victim yeah she's just there yeah and um She's there to provide a bountiful presence. She's, she's there to provide more backstory to a character we also don't care about. She's there yes. for plot. Yes. She's, she's there so yes. we have another victim later yes. on. Yes. Plot. Great tracts of plot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, great um, tracts of plot. But uh, yeah, there's, there's a scene in the hospital where Aiko appears because I don't even remember why. Something to do with. Uh, Natsuki, when she went to go kill Natsuki, it reminded her of her sister. And yeah, that that's why yeah. she didn't kill Natsuki. But then she appears at the hospital for some reason. I don't remember. Well, Natsuki's still cursed, so she's following. It's it's more. I just don't really remember why. But also, uh, some of the people at the hospital had stepped foot in the building. Yes, there, so. there is that as well. But um, basically, Aiko's there, and she ends up killing one of the police guards in front of. Natsuki's room, or actually in Natsuki's room at that point, mm -hmm. and everyone's witnessing this, and all those that have stepped foot in the room obviously see Aiko, but the doctor's saying, oh, I saw a shape of a spirit and it looked like Natsuki rather than Aiko. Sort of implies that. Yeah, yeah there's the implication that Aiko and Natsuki are related. Like, obviously at first it's like, oh, she's a dead ringer, I'm assuming, for her sister. But yeah. it's also implied that maybe there is some more relationship to the two of them. Well, we in the very that. first scene of the entire manga, you do see that um, you do see in the flesh this time. So, like the alive version of Aiko, and she is talking to what we assume for the record. Like it's not one hundred percent confirmed, but yeah, and we see her talking to an older person. So I'm assuming if they're hinting at there's there is actually two spirits in this scene, then uh, in in this place, then yeah, I assume I'm that was her mother. I assume that was a mother because it's implied that she has like yeah parental issues like she was always seeking her mother's approval. Well, no, it, it is her mother because she straight up calls her mummy. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. Yeah, my, talks my about the holes earlier when he was like, "Mummy, what's this hole?" That's actually yeah. what she says. <laughs> yep, talking about the holes, which are definitely not buttholes. But yeah, the, uh, you do find out Aiko was being abused by her mother. It's implied. Yeah, it's. She, but the kid definitely gained a sadistic streak because of it. Yes. And it's implied that that somehow turned into the kid haunting this place yeah. somehow. Well, the, re the reason she kills the way she does is essentially she sees it as like, like in a traditional, like, oh, spooky little girl. It's like, I'm just yeah. playing with my toys and my dolls and everything, and yeah. I just play with them so hard, and then they break. Yeah, she actually straight up says that at one point, doesn't she? When um, words to that effect, yeah. When yeah, when when this lady's trying to move out, she's like, "No, I can't let any of my puppets leave," or something to that effect. Mm -hmm. 
yeah this is this is very the whole thing is very um japanese haunted house kind of thing yes. so japanese body horror combined with the concept of a of a haunted house like it's been done before but that's what this is uh, yeah. you step into a building you're cursed and this dead little girl is the one killing you and straight up the ring you will die in seven days kind of scenario <laughs> so yep it's been done it's not super original but it, yeah this is what we got mm. i mean the other thing that gets me on this one is uh we talked about how like it kind of remains inconsistent at times i always find it hard to pin down in this one how exactly to what extent people are aware supernatural stuff exists because mm-hmm. So for among other things, for example, their editor, who becomes more into the story after a chapter or two, after she's uh, signed the contract and is now cursed, as it were, he has like a prayer bead, prayer, prayer, yeah. prayer, prayer bead, prayer bead, prayer bead style band, which sort of lets him. I'm going to use one of Dart's terminology here, and I hate it. Uh, peer through the veil, as it were, so he can sure. see supernatural things. So he can see the curse that's enwound around Natsuki. He can see Ico, whereas others can't. Yeah. Well, it's it's implied. I, I guess he did some sort of training or something, because he he explains to Natsuki he went to investigate the apartment years and years ago before she started working there. But apparently, like the second he stepped foot on the, he he took a step and was like, "Fuck this shit, I'm out." Yeah, he was, he was like, "No, I'm not touching this." And then he went. I think he said he went and did some training or something. I think it's kind of implied Buddhist training, sort of like yeah, Shinto exorcism type thing. The point is more, it's let so that kind of leads into the idea that some people are very much aware that supernatural things happen, and there's another one where the nurse from earlier talks about how they'd observed like a previous victim of uh, Aiko in the hospital bed, acting in a supernatural manner, so escaping a completely locked room that they couldn't do, floating off the bed, wounds appearing out of nowhere. But no one, but people are still like, no, supernatural, that can't exist. It's like you have proof. In, in the case of the doctor specifically, she, she does say, obviously, like, oh, the guy escaped from a room which no one could escape from, which I find quite laughable in general. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it, it's basically just, oh, no one's aware of a way to escape this room. It's not to say no one can. And then the thing was like, you you did say I was, she she was saying at one point it looked like he was floating off the bed, and it's she actually downplays that herself to an extent. She's like, oh, I looked at the camera, I could have sworn he was floating off the bed at one point, but you know, sure. But there were also no wounds appearing that couldn't be explained, and they're observing the room. So uh, yeah, I, again, to, to me, there's enough evidence here that you'd be like, yeah, this ain't natural, yo. You could also explain a lot of that away, including the floating off the bed, for the record. Wounds appearing out of nowhere. Don't get me wrong, I'm not going to say it's common, but you can just get wounds appearing from underlying things people aren't aware of at the time. Yeah, and they could also be self-inflicted, you didn't see them. It's not like they're not being observed or examined, so again, to me, that's nah. Yeah, I mean, sure, sure. I, I appreciate he's under a lot more scrutiny, so it's hard for all this stuff to happen, but I'm just saying there is that it's a stretch is what i'm saying what you're saying there phil is an absolute stretch <laughs> i think for me i actually say with phil and i think that for me it's because if i was to see some footage of this happening to a guy like the exact same footage that happened in the story i would not 
think there was something supernatural going on. I would think there there has to be something rational and terrestrial happening. And so I think the idea is... I don't deny you wouldn't at first, but then when you factor in the history of the apartment, which is where they're from, you'd be like... Uh-oh. Sure, sure. I'm not saying I couldn't be convinced. I'm just saying I it would take me a lot more than what they describe in the manga to get there. Well, the thing, well, the doctor pretty much does come around to that. She's saying, like, at the time, this is her yeah. first brush with it all. So she is, she was trying to downplay it in her mind because supernatural doesn't exist, as you say. Like, why? Why would anyone be floating magically? That's mm-hmm. clear, clear. I'm just tired or something like that. Well, that's the thing I'm thinking. Like, it's hard to tell how, to what extent, people believe in the supernatural in this. Well, right, I, think, I see. What you're I think they believe in it to the extent anyone in our world would. I think some people believe in it a lot more than others, and I think it's implied here. All these people probably, at this point, they all believe in it because they've all had that close an encounter with it that they can't downplay it anymore. They can't ignore it. Sure, but this has been going on for so long that other people would surely... Again, it's it's always insane to me that, that no one's actually gone, yeah, wait, what? Considering the sheer extremeness of the case. I think that's just a symptom of um, the fact that over 200 people have yeah, died here. Very like fair. That's like, if, you, if you've done a more reasonable number, like, hell, 100 people. <laughs> like, you know. No, no even 100 to stretch. <laughs> like, 5 to 10, like, sure. Like, if you do a more reasonable number, then it would be easier to have... More reasonable to number. Or just less graphic death. Because sure. if someone disappears in mysterious circumstances, like I think the one estate agent did at one point, uh-huh. sure, that's mysterious and intriguing. When um, these apartment, this person moving out and these delivery men have had their heads pulled off and it's just a sea of blood, the, the, yeah, that's not really... Yeah, like it's hard to downplay that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so like, I, I, yeah, I do agree. Like, if it was... Like, even if it was some huge number, like, let's say 50, 50 people have died, and but if they were all, like, different deaths, so you wouldn't naturally yeah. connect them, then that would be one thing. But when it's, like, 200 deaths, and there hasn't even been any reported in the last five years, or they haven't tracked any in the last five years, so probably way more than that, and so many of them have been, like, grotesque, violent deaths, it's, like... I mean, put it like this: Can you imagine if in Death Note, after two hundred heart attacks, they're like, "Nah, natural causes." <laughs> yeah. So, the thing here, they do establish early on that they are all very different causes. At first, yeah. Yeah, but they say like, "Oh, it's suicides, or people go missing, or they get into accidents." Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't actually say, "Oh, there's a lot of horrific deaths." Well, no, because they do specifically say that in every case you can't. Their faces basically can't see the face, but again, suicide by jumping in front of the train, getting hit by a car. I don't really know what you would do to commit suicide, jump off a building, I guess. Sure. Um, But point is, you can have them in all these different ways that it is believable, and then it is just coincidental to an extent that you can't recognize the people. It is just the fact it is the sheer number of them more than anything. Yeah. And the fact they've all happened at first within six months and it's been whittled down to within a month of yeah. stepping foot in this building. It's like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, but I, I think sort of as we were saying, if 
if they'd lowballed that number a lot more, if they'd gone twenty even, mm-hmm. or made it longer than a month, like within a year, yeah. I, to an extent, I don't mind the month too much. I don't mind it. It's it's just like you you can't have it both ways because it seems unbelievable. Say, so, I I think it depends again on the number. Like you could have it under a month if the number's a lot lower. That's the thing. I get the idea that we're coming into the story when the spirit uh, Ico's at like pretty much the zenith of her power, but you can't then play it as like a nobody knows because it's like it's been going on for so long at this point. Yeah, because you just got to imagine that if people are dying within a month and there's like been two hundred deaths. Even if it was slightly longer than a month when that 200 began, it's like, that's so, it's been going on for so many years. Like, so many people. It's, oh, no, there's no way somebody wouldn't have noticed. Well, plenty of people have noticed, because that's the whole point of the start of the story. People okay, there's no, there's no reason some people wouldn't have taken more significant action. Sure, yeah. I mean, that's what, what do I mean. you consider more significant action? I don't know. Not burning selling the place, the place. <laughs> yeah, not allowing people to ever move in there. Well, the government apparently can't for some reason. I don't know what the... No, they, they can. There's, they, they, they don't explain it very well, but for some reason, the owner of the place mysteriously wants people to keep moving in. I'm sure that's relevant, but it's never explained in what we read. And then they say there's a lot of interest in this place because of, because of the history it's had. People are, like, people are attracted to this kind of macabre thing. And, but then... They don't offer it to everyone. They only offer it to Natsuki. It's not explained very well. No, but, well, yeah, what I'm saying is I don't think the government, the police, can stop people moving in. I, I don't sure know Japanese can. law. Sure they, they can. You just do it. You, that's not how the law works. You can't just do it. You need a law to say you can stop Have You, you have paid attention to politics the past five years, right? <laughs> you can you do it. You paid attention to Japanese politics, Sean. It doesn't matter, Phil. It's anywhere in the globe. If the president says you can't move in, you can't move in. The end. There needs to be a fucking law that says that is the point, and I don't you know. Can make them up. Honestly, the whole Japanese legal system blows my mind because I learned when I was playing uh, Persona Five on my stream, twitchtv Persona, There was um, a moment in it where they explain that the Japanese conviction rate is like ninety nine percent. Yes. I was like, oh, that, that can't be right. And I know that it's right. right. It's like, fucking hell. <laughs> it's right because they force uh, confessions. Yeah, like, so the whole Japanese legal system is an enigma to me. So who knows? Maybe they could make it a law. No, I'm not saying they couldn't make it a law. I'm just saying I don't think they have a law at the moment. But I don't know Japanese law myself. To say sure, for sure. The whole thing is incredible to me. It's just, it's just yeah, another thing we don't understand, culturally speaking. It's probably a fair bit we don't understand culturally speaking this, because that's the problem with Japanese horror. It's so very different to what we would consider horror. It's uh, it's not subtle, but it is. <laughs> it's the best way I can describe it. It depends, yeah, it depends on the way you're going for it. Like, I know Pigpen wasn't technically Japanese, but there are essentially there are two schools of horror. You can either go all in on having it be a gore test nightmare, like this and Pooper do. Mm-hmm. Or you can play like the more Stephen King way of like slow building, forbidding stuff. Set in Maine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Stephen King universe. <laughs> Another tangent. Everything happens in Maine in Stephen King universe. Well, at Fucking one point, half of them were meant to be related, and then they just never <laughs> went through with that because that's stupid. 
Yeah, like the Stephen King uh, multiverse thing surrounds the the clown from it. It's it's weird. Yeah. Like I read Cujo and people were like, yeah, that's meant to be like the spirit of that clown or something. And I was like, fuck off. Just... <laughs> it was a bad enough story already. I don't need you attaching more shit to it. I, I mean, he he was high as a kite when he wrote a lot of his stories. Yeah, that he he writes sure. most of his stories. He's high as dark. I mean, are you telling me? That he wrote the story where a passing meteorite makes all the vehicles in the world come to life and kill people until they learn how to... I'm sorry, what? Yep, this is a thing. It's called Maximum Overdrive, I think? I, I believe you. I've, I've, I've already read a couple. So. A passing meteorite causes a wave of radiation, which causes all the vehicles in the world, like cars, cars, lorries, vans, vehicles specifically not other machines just like vehicles uh to come to life and murder people until they the people start to understand that the only thing the cars want is to be fueled up at which point they drive away and are never seen again <laughs> stephen king everyone <laughs> And the meteorite passes and oh all the cars god. go back to normal. <laughs> oh my god. Sucking Stephen King, everyone. Cocaine. It's a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, that's how you solve like the fuel crisis and all that. They just all drive away. And then there you go. <laughs> Gone. They full on birdemic drive away at the end. They're just leaving. In gift form. <laughs> in gift form, yeah. <laughs> Very poorly oh. rendered gifts which freeze every now and again. Oh my god. Fucking Birdemic, that's a hell of a drug. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen the sequel. We should watch Birdemic 2. No. What? I've I've not watched Birdemic 1. Like, okay, I've not watched the film. I've seen like people's tapes on it, but I've not actually watched the film. Uh pro tip, it's literally 45 minutes before anything happens. Yes. Literally. Like you pause the movie when something happens. It's 45 minutes it's in. 45 minutes for the birds, and then you spend that entire 45 minutes, I've been told, going, where the fuck are the birds? Can we get on with it? When's this plot going to happen? And then the birds appear, and you're like, nah, let's go back. Let's, uh, <laughs> take us back to that time. Nah, I don't know what you're talking about. When the birds attack, that's, that's fucking perfect. Like if, you, if you are willing to sit through 45 minutes of absolutely nothing, then watch Birdemic. It is beautiful. And you can't just skip those first 45 minutes. You gotta watch them. You gotta do your time before you get your dessert. You know, <laughs> you gotta get through the vegetables before you can have dessert. Because it is a beautiful mess of a movie. <laughs> they had a budget of, I think it was $10,000, and they spent it all renting a car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fucking t- But, uh, yeah, from a beautiful mess of a movie to a beautiful mess of this trash manga. <laughs> yeah, because I, I think... Um, okay, so this is actually not bad, this manga. No. It's not bad, but it also has the very manga habit of like, alright, get on with it then. It drags a bit in the middle section of it because it's just like, it, start, it gets to a point where it just starts introducing characters left and right. And... Yeah, they have, there's this angle like when they're all meeting up in the hospital, it's like, oh, this is it. All of the players are involved who've been affected with this spirit over the last five years, mm-hmm. of which half of which you've only met like two pages ago, and you're like, uh, okay, sure. Yeah, because because they they get these people together, and essentially they have a a mission statement of 
solving the curse before Natsuki dies, essentially, is it? Yes. And so they get their own little suicide squad together, and they try to figure this thing out, and they get together some seemingly innocuous, unconnected clues, and they're going about trying to figure shit out, and they don't do anything. Do they even get any clues? I think the extent they found is she was called Aiko. Yeah, that, she was called Aiko. There's, there's, there's not that many clues. Yeah, it's like that's all the clues they've got. No, no, no. They have a few more. They have, for some reason it's not affecting the third floor. Uh, they have that. Sure, we don't know what floor that lady that was moving out on was on. That was what I was going to point out earlier. Uh, she's on the same floor as the apartment, so floor two. So two. Okay. Yeah, I think I think they do actually mention floor two. Um, so we we know it doesn't affect the third floor, and we know that before that there was a I want to say a factory that burned down. Yeah, twenty to twenty five years, whatever was there beforehand burned down. I, I think that was another apartment complex. Yeah, and there was only one survivor. One survivor, yeah, which annoyed the hell out of me because why didn't they? Because clearly. That one survivor was the one who burned it down. So why didn't they talk to them? Because clearly this thing was affecting the previous building as well. I mean, you say that one survivor clearly did it. They didn't very clearly do it. They, I, I think it's very clear they did. Because they, they probably burned the place down because this little girl spirit was okay, no, as right. a hunting no, ground. I'm not disputing that's probably what happened, but... It could also be in a case it burnt down while he was out of the country. It's also worth saying they don't actually mention if that place was haunted before the burning or not. Oh, it definitely was. It's not mentioned, and I would bet it wasn't. But I bet it was, because that's how every single horror story goes. Yeah, but say. that's the origin of it. <laughs> it burns down, and then that unleashes the spirit. No, no, no. That was built on top of a dead girl's home or something. Yep, definitely. Oh, it's an Indian burial ground, got it. Yeah, yeah it's essentially that trope, is what I'm thinking is going on here. Uh, and so, stuff keeps getting built on it. They, um, they're, for some reason, the little girl is desperate for nobody to leave. We haven't figured that part out yet. But then, whatever gets built on there, she haunts, and then she kills people who step foot in there. And then eventually, uh, horror movie style, burn the, somebody heroically burns the building down, and they get to go free. They solve the issue for a while, and then somebody else builds something on top of it. No, no, they've just solved it, Mike. I can't curse a building that's not there. Exactly, but then somebody else builds a new building, and then well, it's no never longer solved. It'll be fine, because the ghosts will have gone while the building's been burnt down. <laughs> oh, they just get bored and walk off? You know, that's that's how ancient Indian, Indian burial grounds work, right? <laughs> totally. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I think's going down here. Like, I don't... It's kind of feeds into my whole point earlier of how this isn't a super original story. Like, if you know anything about the classic horror tropes, then you can see what's happening a mile off. And it's a little bit annoying that the characters can't. Because <sighs> you, you're given all the same clues that they have, right? And so you're thinking, okay, if I was in this situation, I could follow these clues to this conclusion. But they don't, like, ever. They just stand around and talk. They don't follow I mean, up on any I leads mean, or anything. We're disagreeing over what we think the past happens. I think it's fair to say that they would disagree. Sure, but they're happens. the ones, they're like the sure. investigators. They're, they're the ones who... Sure, but the police officer isn't usually on the remit of today we're going spirit hunting, lads. Well, no. maybe not the police. 
but the okay. actual literal investigators, like the 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 magazine investigators, the yeah, people, sure. the paranormal people. Honestly, actually, sure. I'm of the opposite opinion. Almost like, why is it that the paranormal investigators are the first to discover oh the previous place burnt down and there's only yeah. one survivor? Surely, police investigating the two hundred murders. Oh yeah, yeah that that that's, that's a big issue. Yeah, <laughs> like surely they should have been like, yeah, this place. Well, we said someone should have cottoned on a bit more than they clearly well, have. Surely, when the guy the guy in previous person investigating dies, you're like, that's very yeah. suspicious. Yeah, like, like oh, what do you mean? Two hundred other people have died here. Oh, and the place before this burnt down, and only one person survived. That's a bit weird. And the police officer investigating it died. That's a bit weird too. It's like, yeah, you, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's this thing has. How far can you suspend your disbelief? Yeah, it's an epic yeah. amount of hand waving, like an epic amount. But I guess that's kind of a symptom of the whole haunted house genre, because the whole idea of a haunted house is this thing's been haunted for however long, and anyone who goes in there dies. And yeah, but... never at any point do you have any discussion of why hasn't this been investigated. Well, this is why you stick the haunted house on a hill in the middle of a forest, so it's exactly, all rumors. Yeah, exactly what I was about to say. The main problem with this is that it's just an apartment building in the middle of a city. Well, see, it's not even that. It's because the fact that with a haunted house, you don't have two hundred people dying. <laughs> or if you do, it's been over like the last hundred years. Or yeah, I was going to say it's yeah. over a much longer time span. Yeah. So it's just like, oh yeah, it's just very coincidental. Yeah. And that's how the rumor starts, effectively. It's like, oh, well, these people died. Oh, spooky. It's like, yeah, but it happened over 200 years. One person dying a year is not... Yeah, like, over a long enough period of time... It's over a long enough scale that there are no records, necessarily, for it, because... Well, it's not even that there's no records. If you're just like, oh, yeah, the last 200 people... Like, it's kind of, at a certain point, coincidences do happen. Yeah. It's very coincidental if the last 200 people all died, even over 200 years, but why are you looking at the last 200 years worth of data, I suppose? Assuming yeah, so. like, over a long enough period of time, any probability curve is acceptable. Yeah. So, yeah, like that's where that's what most haunted house stories thrive on. Whereas this has been, like, one a month for 200 deaths. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, it's something's <laughs> way too much. Because, like, even if you ignore all the supernatural shit, if 200 people have died in one building for the last however many years, then the police are like, yeah, that's clearly a pattern. <laughs> and it doesn't, it's, they don't put one guy on that. <laughs> you know? You have, like, full-on investigation. You probably get the building inspectors out to make sure there's not, like... Gas leak or some <laughs> shit, yeah. asbestos. I, I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is, not, this is not a conspiracy you can hide. I think... Yeah. So, yeah, that's the main issue of this story. It's actually none of the story itself. It's the logic behind the story that's the bad part. Say, so I think if you could, it wouldn't be too bad if, as we sort of said, you just cut down that number of deaths drastically. Mm-hmm. It would just make it like that bit more. You don't have to spend your disbelief anywhere near as much. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. Like anything that could reduce that would be great. It's like, and any everything else that happens, you're just like, okay, yeah, it's your stereotypical supernatural ghost story type thing. Ghost goes around murdering people. Yeah. You've got to spend your disbelief for that anyway, unless I suppose you believe in that stuff. Sure, sure. But it's like, yeah, that's fair enough. That just comes with the territory. Yeah. 
when it's like 200 deaths and no one's doing anything about it that's mm. yeah it yeah <laughs> like there's at a certain point them asking you to suspend that much disbelief is a little bit insulting <laughs> So, uh, if you're capable of doing that, more power to you. I am not. It's a, it's a real issue. Yeah, we've been, we've pretty much hammered that point home, I feel, now across this entire episode. So, did mm. anyone else have anything else they wanted to say about a uh, hentai? I mean, I mean, where to begin? <laughs> There's a... Uh, Phil did that joke an hour ago! <laughs> <laughs> and yet, here we are. It's full circle. It's narrative... <laughs> Something symmetry that's the word I'm looking for, <laughs> but no, I've got nothing really else to say about this. Yeah, it, it's it's not terrible, that's the thing, it's not. But it's the more you notice the lapses in logic, the less invested you become when reading it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is a shame because some of these characters are actually good characters and the art's good and uh, the story itself isn't terrible. I, I wouldn't even mention the characters myself they were they were just blobs to me okay sure they're not the most intriguing characters but they're not actively insulting or bad i mean no i'm I'm not saying they're bad characters it's just they're white bread characters irrelevant yeah they 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 do it like considering the short length of the series they do enough to kind of at least establish some of them at least and not make them just be completely faceless like i like the her journalist manager yeah and all that and he's like the only character besides Natsuki that's of any note to me yeah uh, I did get the feeling that again keeping with classic horror tropes um, they were introducing and fleshing out these characters purely so the story could kill them later oh well yeah Yeah. volume 2 is going to be a murder spree almost certainly they're they're very clearly setting all that up we get like we've not really talked about the side characters again because they're so largely irrelevant Mm -hmm. but um, obviously we've got Natsuki we've got her manager um, who's the only character of note, in my opinion, at the very least. Mm-hmm. And then you've got his manager, who's like the, the manager of the publication they work for. Yep. And it's implied they have some sort of relationship in some way, like he's married to her sister. He's married to her sister, yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. Like, they don't, they don't ever outright say it, but it's clear there's some sort of personal connection there, and it's like, yeah, that, that's a death flag if ever I saw one. Yep. Like, I, I can already call who the only survivor as not Natsuki. It's no way it's Natsuki. Mm. She will die getting rid of the spirit, but there will be one survivor. And it's going to be the real estate guy from the beginning. You reckon? I do, yeah. Because he's the one who's clearly going to die. So <laughs> Fair. So <laughs> reasonable, yeah. He's the one who's obviously flagged to die from the very beginning of the story. And as a result, he will be the only survivor. That's That's my... That's my hot take. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. And I haven't read forward, uh, further ahead. I couldn't read further well, ahead. Speak, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't speak or read Japanese. Japanese like, unless so. you're holding out on us all this time. <laughs> yes, I secretly know all the secret meanings. You're holding these, it in, Mike. God. All these cultural references that I clearly, definitely understand. Just edging us right here, you monster. Oof. Oh, my. <laughs> Oof, getting all hot and sweaty towards the end of the podcast as well. Which is just standard for me, but irrelevant so yeah there's nothing really much more to say about the actual characters you are given are not offensive even the little girl spirit that's the one killing everyone she is not offensively bland or boring like she definitely has some personality 
it would be easy just to make it a death spirit of sorts. But no, that they give they take time to give everyone personality. That's the thing. There are flashes of like a presumably story to come in volume two, like the whole me- like when she touches Natsuki and the whole memory thing, which helped yeah. flesh them out a bit more than just you're going to die. Yeah. yeah. And it's um they are clearly trying to sprinkle in ideas that you that they want to play with later. Like I do find myself sitting here trying to figure it out. Uh like what every little thing means. So in that regard they do quite well. Like the pacing is decent, apart from like a solid two or three chapters in the middle where they just don't do anything. Like if you ignore those two, then the rest of it with what we read is actually pretty well paced. And yeah, it's it's not bad. It's just it's not good. <laughs> like it's it it's not. It's it's very it's very white bread. It's very yeah, very it's, whole it's, milk. It's it's generic so generic yeah like i have read this story i've watched this story in so many things done so many movies done better and it's unfortunate because you said this was based on a on a novel at some point uh this was originally a web novel yeah a web novel right okay so yeah like maybe this would work a lot better as a novel than it would a manga just because you've got these visuals here it really does hammer home the i don't know the, the, the visuals again like we've praised them a lot because they, they they're do, good they yeah. do elevate the jesus christ element of it yeah like they they are good visuals but i don't know maybe if you just allow if you take out the visual component and allow your imagination to fill it in maybe it feels a little more congruent with itself i don't know maybe but yeah, it's a uh, it it's fine. <laughs> it's my main takeaway from this. It is fine. <laughs> Phil, any uh any closing thoughts before we wrap move to the conclusion? Uh, I'd say I I largely agree with what Mike said. It's it's not bad. It's just not good. I I feel like I feel like when I was reading, it, I just felt like get on with it a bit. It felt I don't want to say. Like it was slow, but it was just like I, as we said, we've read a million things like this. You you know where it's going. Mm. We don't need all this setup for everything. Just get to the plot, as it were. And I think I think I understand what you're saying. Like setup in itself is not bad. Obviously, you need some, but it's like you set something up, it's set up, and then they continue talking about it for a while. I said, as I said. I th- Big problem, I suppose, for me is just the fact they seem to spend so long on all these side characters, which, as I say, maybe maybe they become a lot more relevant in volume two. But I hope, yeah, yeah. Oh, here's the doctor who looked after one of the previous patients. All right, but why do I care? Why why should I care about her? She, she's gonna die. They're all gonna die. Sure, but at that point, why get invested in any horror? Well, that's the thing. That's the great trick of well-written horror. It tricks you into being invested in these characters, so much so that you effectively forget that they're most likely going to die, because it draws you in enough to care about the characters and want them to survive. I've never got anything like that here. I was going to say, like, with some horror, it's, you know people will die, but it becomes a question of, like, who, how many are going to survive, when are they going to die, how are they going to die. This is just like... Pretty much everyone's going to die. Yeah. As Mike says, I suspect one person will survive. I don't 
necessarily think it'll be the real estate agent. It could be. I could be wrong. I expect it'll be Natsuki. But nah, I'm going. I'm, I'm sticking with uh, heroically sacrifices herself to get rid of the spirit once and for all, leaving the only survivor as the real estate agent guy. Yeah, but the point for me is more like the doctor's irrelevant. The detective's yeah. irrelevant. The chief and the publishing manager are irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think the chief might have some. Chief has some little bit of relevance because he's had that training, so he can slightly yeah. fight back. The mysterious training, which he references constantly but never explains. Yeah, I, I everyone's just cool with that. Yeah, I, I kind of think like, oh, it'll be like, oh, I learned this exorcism ritual. <gasps> it cost me my life to do it, but I will save you all. Yep, yeah. Well, we do see him in one scene, like alleviate the, like the curse of yeah. the real estate guy, so he can move around again. Yeah, to be yeah. fair, he, says he doesn't have a lot of power, but no. Yeah, I mean, hey, maybe maybe this will turn into uh, what was it Miruko Chan? Miruko Chan, <laughs> yeah. That and it will just it will just spin off into this weird exorcism story of maybe twelve like year old girl will show up and I mean Phil if people wanna people wanna check out Maruko Chan right yeah it's uh, getting an anime um, much to Mike's delight I'm sure yeah great <laughs> um, I'm not aware of what season that's supposed to be airing at the moment not confirmed yet but it's this year so this year so I generally bet autumn. yeah I mean it took a bit longer but our our powers of uh, getting stuff licensed are reliable as ever Naruko uh, chan was actually one of the most notable ones for our power mic because it was like half an hour after we recorded that episode yeah yeah so yeah. Sad- sadly, Record of Ragnarok hasn't been licensed yet, the manga. Oh, give it time. You know, sometimes... Sure, sure, but I deliberately set up a joke on our Twitter to be like, it's going to be licensed by the time this tweet goes live. And it wasn't! And they <laughs> failed me. Well, you know what? Like, sometimes it takes a little while to, uh, you know, get the blood flowing. You yeah, know? you got to build up. Gotta... Yeah, you got you to gotta, you gotta do a bit of foreplay first, you know? <laughs> See, I was trying to think of a more subtle, relevant way to build foreplay into the thing, and you just went out and said it. I mean, that's the best way to do foreplay. <laughs> Don't need to be subtle about it. Just get it done. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Well. <laughs> it was a good run, lads. Sometimes you need a bit of a slow burn. Quite like this manga, maybe. <laughs> oh, sure. Bring it back to the manga. <laughs> uh, yeah. Ironically, there's not a whole lot of foreplay in this. It just sort of gets on with it. Oh, oh no. I mean, is... I don't know. You could argue this entire first volume is mostly foreplay. Sure, sure. You you could argue that, I guess. Sure. So let's uh, let's let's bring this to the the usual conclusionary questions because uh, if you haven't figured it out by now, spoilers. We're still trash manga friends. <laughs> April Fools! <laughs> if you didn't pick if you didn't pick up on why we were doing this, or the it bit where I April said it was Fools. April Fools. You did say it earlier on, I know, but oh maybe they yes. went to get a drink while it was still playing. I don't know. Maybe sure. maybe no one actually really listens to us and it's uh, oh. just screaming into the void. Thank thank you for listening to us this far. <laughs> we uh, do appreciate you and you're all lovely, lovely people. Mm. But uh Phil, uh this is one of the few times where this is actually kind of more relevant because obviously this isn't the series that you were already reading up until now. It was not. 
this was a thing we found on a whim when we were setting up this April Fool's episode. And we're like, oh, that'll be perfect. Was, yeah, I found it when it was around Halloween, actually. Yeah, I found I found it like the day after we recorded Pigpen or something daft like that. Weirdly, like, oh, that would this been, like kind of would cool. have been perfect for Halloween. But then it was like, oh, you know what? Actually, we can put that on the back burner for April Fools. I think at that time we discovered April Fools was a Thursday. Literally going to yeah. be an episode day. Yeah. It was an episode day. Yeah. And we're like, oh, great. We'll leave it for that then. Yeah. Um, and because I think I also said at the time, oh, there's only one volume, and we normally do two. So maybe we were hoping there might be more to read, yeah. but no, there is not. I mean, if you want us to come back and finish this, then always, I was going to say, always got to leave you wanting more. So, uh, but that's that's the question: Did this leave you wanting more? So, Phil, obviously, as you mentioned, uh, it's the first time you've ever read this. So, yep. uh, if volume two gets translated, would you read more? And uh, it won't. But if it gets licensed, would you buy it? Would I read more? Yeah, probably because I read like a bunch of shit. To be honest, sure. You've do. already put the time investment for half of this. So, and, on, you know. and honestly, yeah, at this point, it's one extra volume. It's even if it's fucking awful, it's like an hour of my time. I'm not that bothered. I unless that second half is dick blowingly good. <laughs> I I don't imagine myself buying it. It's just not my jam. But it's two volumes. I mean, if frankly, terrible, if, if manga starts blowing dicks, then I'm going to buy a lot more of it. <laughs> I mean, if you want manga that blows dicks, Mike, there's a, there's a genre for you, and it's called hentai. Is that not what we're reviewing today? Exactly. <laughs> oh, damn. How many times can we make this joke? Uh, uh, we got like another ten minutes or so before we finish, so at least five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd, as I say, I would more than likely read the second volume if it got translated. I don't see myself buying it to do so, if that was the only way to do it. Would I buy it if I did read the second volume? It would depend on that volume, I guess. But because it's two volumes, I also don't think it would be a terrible thing to buy, so probably yeah, not. But it wouldn't... I wouldn't be... I don't want to say I wouldn't be hard to convince because I really don't care about it at the moment, but if that second volume was good, I could see myself picking it up. Oh, Phil, you're always hard. Uh, no, I'm not, otherwise I'd be at the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> if it's always hard, go to the hospital. Or have People yourself a damn that. good time. <laughs> no, go to the hospital. <laughs> damn good time. There's a reason if it's hard for more than four hours, you're supposed to go to the hospital, Mike. It was half more four hours. It's a damn good time. It's for rookie numbers, frankly. <laughs> like on on theme for this manga, that's how your dick falls off, Mike. <laughs> four <laughs> hours later, falls off. Oh well, he's had a damn good time. In fairness, considering this is drawn by someone who does actual like the real hentai. Oh, he actually does like actual. Like, oh no, porn. yeah, no, that wasn't a joke at the start. <laughs> okay, the yeah, artist of this does. The, their works include actual hentai. Shocker. Do you reckon they tricked him into doing this? <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. Maybe that was their condition. Like, well, I only draw hentai. I'm like, like, oh, you only well, draw hentai, do you? Got him. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he just like had it in a pile of like novels that he was gonna he was gonna mangaize, and he's like, just got to that one. Like, well, it's hentai. Guess I better yeah. do it. I'm actually now just curious of like the 
genres of hentai he must draw. I didn't, I uh, horror hentai is a thing. I say I didn't look that far into it. I'm sure I did at the time, but uh, if I remember correctly, it was mostly Yori, but I could be wrong. Yes, it is mostly Yori. <laughs> oh, you, you had very quick access oh. to that. <laughs> well, yeah, I've got the mal page open for it, so I clicked sure. on the author and then read <laughs> what they've done. Not the author, the artist, even. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so nothing like hentai, then. So, but yeah, considering this is drawn by someone who does hentai, there's actually no like nudity or anything like that in this. No, there is. There okay, is sorry, you never see. You never see no. the eighteen plus areas. So yeah, the... like the the sinful <laughs> nips are, are no nips, uh... no crotch. Okay, no, there is definitely. You don't see a dick or a. a... Yes, you don't okay. see any naked parts. You don't yeah. see any naked parts as such. No. Yeah. But there is a lot of very suggestive clothing and oh no, yeah, and... there's there's shower scenes and all of that, but kind of reminds me of um... that's normal these days. <laughs> yeah, it kind of reminds sure. me of um, I think it was Skullgirls, the game. Um, they got uh, Zontan, the famous yes. uh, internet yes. porn artist, on the, board. The first at... big Western porn artist. Yeah, yeah. and uh, they they got them on board and. They had to release a statement saying, "No, they won't let me draw nipples on anything, but I will make everything jiggle as much as possible." <laughs> I feel like that's the equivalent here. Actual yeah. porn uh, artist, like, I'll, I'll make it as suggestive as not possible. really. It's not that uncommon for hentai artists to draw manga. Sure, see, Food Wars. Yeah, sure. sure. I'm not going to say it's super common, but it's it's not unheard of that as that being yeah. the way people get their start. It's like, yeah, I mean, that's not even this different in the West either. I know a lot of yes. um, artists yeah. who started doing porn because it's an easy way to make money. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I get it. But, uh, and speaking of things you get, Mike. Speaking of would porn. You, would you? <laughs> yes. Uh, <clears throat> would, you, would you get this if it was available in your local shop? Uh, and would you read volume two if it uh, gets translated? Okay, I'm going to read volume two if it gets translated, because I just want to know if I'm right, basically. <laughs> like, I, I would be somewhat hypocritical if I didn't read the rest of this, because I have watched this movie a thousand times. That doesn't make you a hypocrite. Well, it's like, um, why would I watch that movie but not read this? Like, what, am I, yeah. am I, am I suddenly above it just because it's manga? No, not at all. So... Like, yeah, I, you I read this because it was for the podcast. Right? <laughs> no, but I'm just saying there's <laughs> the nothing is, about yeah. this I wouldn't normally right, okay. consume. So there's nothing wrong with it as such. And I have no problem with the yeah, generic horror movie, story, comic, manga, whatever. So yeah, I'll probably read it. Um, it won't be the best thing I've ever read, I imagine, unless, again, like Phil says, it's was the term you used dick blowingly dick amazing? Blowingly good. Well, something yeah, dick blowingly good, sure, sure. Unless it's that. So it's yeah, like I'd... finger licking good, but you know. <laughs> but better. But better. <laughs> you ain't licking them fingers, that's for sure. KFD. <laughs> Kentucky fried dick. Kentucky fried dick. Kentucky fried dick. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm I'm more just surprised you guys even bothered changing the the abbreviation there. It's yeah, right there. Be, yeah. <laughs> also, please don't be frying your dick. <laughs> that just sounds look, man. That's a whole oh. other fetish. I, I don't know. I feel like that's gore still. 
<laughs> okay, not, not Friday, more, but more. like you, you know what? No, uh, no, we're not. <laughs> moving on, Mike. <laughs> yeah, uh, as for buying it, nah, nah, not gonna buy it. Um, again, I, I basically, my opinion is basically what Phil's opinion was, which is if if it if it turns out the end of this is actually really good, I would actually buy this. Nice little self-contained thing, but I don't see that happening. I think it's going to be fairly generic all the way through to the end. And as a result of that, there's just better things I can be using my money on. Which is a shame to say, because clearly a lot of effort put into this. And it could just be the source material. It just doesn't lend itself particularly well to the more visual format. but Because it's not bad at all. Like, at all. And the art itself is competent. It's good. So it so it kind of does make me sad to say that I probably wouldn't invest my dollary dues in this. But as for reading it, I probably will. I probably will. Yeah, uh, I'm in very similar stance for me as well. Like, um, probably won't surprise people considering I was also pretty much the same way about Pooper. But uh, having read all the setup now, I am actually kind of intrigued to see like how it plays out in the second half. Obviously, very violently and graphically and with lots of murder will be the answer Obviously, but yes. having having built up i'm now interested to see kind of what the payoff is uh that being said because of the person i am i probably wouldn't read it scan later so um but i would buy it though so uh partly to see like what that second half is and partly just for the talking point of like if someone comes into my room one day and just looks at my shelf of manga and goes wait sean are you reading hentai again and i'll be like no i only read it once <laughs> <laughs> honestly i would say i would actually be i'm still kind of on the fence as to whether or not i pay for it because it will I be i want to pay for it just for the bulls of the publisher who went <laughs> yeah we're going to translate something called hentai. and that was the other thing you'd have to keep it as hentai you can't just change the title can't, like, can't change it's a metamorphosis or something yeah, yeah yeah you can't be doing that although uh, mm, side note i was going to mention this earlier but didn't now that we know what that title means it's still got nothing fucking to do with the did the story <laughs> it, i think it's implied around her yeah Ico's kind of going for a metamorphosis nah, in her powers. don't don't agree i think like, that's okay. a stretch that that's my only yeah. real point which is why i didn't really bring it up but like i think at best the title's a stretch and there's mostly it's, just yeah there it's to not about as in. metamorphosis -y as pooper was no sure. not at all but pooper had more right being called hentai than this does <laughs> right, I mean, i'm gonna throw this one out there though what if they throw a right curveball and the transformation is not for Aiko, it's for Natsuki? Uh, sure. I mean, yeah. I, yeah thought you gonna, I thought you were going to say, what if they throw a right curveball and, and it just turns into porn later? <laughs> <laughs> and they fuck. And then they fuck. <laughs> like, oh, it turns out this entire story was building up to an orgy. Who'd have thought? So, with uh, that, being, that all being said, uh thank you very much for listening to the first and probably last episode of a <laughs> trash hentai friends uh, yeah, i'm off to be i'm off to be arrested and um, never say never never say never who knows april maybe another april fool sometime uh, maybe, maybe in a couple of episodes who knows I, i'm not even i'm not even saying april fools I'm, I'm i'm calling it now at some point we will review straight up hentai just a regular ass episode it, um like trying to happen. remember what we've even read. Is there anything that's? I'm sure we've read stuff we've said is borderline hentai. Sure. Oh, I mean, tons. we've read we've read stuff that had nudity in it, in bloody Minamoto's story. Yeah, like Genji yeah, Monogatari. Yeah. yeah, had a, a chapter that was literally titled "Bare Tits." Mi Minamoto Monogatari. Yeah. yeah, sure. What did I say? 
you said Genji, which is the actual classical literature. Oh, right, sure. Air sure. quote based on. Sure, we don't want to be conflating the two. Uh, fair. But yeah, they, they had a chapter that was literally titled Bare Tits. So, yes. It's how much of an impression it left on you, Mike. You remember <laughs> the title of those chapters. Sure, it left an impression. It left, I mean, you could, we could give, it, give it a few episodes and you'll probably see just how much of an impression it left. But uh, that's, that's for a future episode. We haven't got there yet. <laughs> but uh, in the meantime, while you're waiting for our next episode, you can check us out on all of our usual socials. So, Mike, where can they go find you? Uh, they can generally find me on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash berserkra, B-E-R-S-E-K-R-E-R, where I play all the video games and things. And also, if you want to chat to me outside of that, you can probably find me on Twitter. Uh, that's at berserkra again, B-E-R-S-E-K-R-E-R. And I will. I'll even throw you a bonus plug here. Now that Ooh. Mike has... Um sold out and has gone to the basic bitch game of streaming uh if you check out his youtube channel it's actually updating now there's oh. like a semi-regular video series on there for the next it's the worst however long yeah for however long Edi- I can editing's to great mike editing's the best isn't it fucking i'm no i hate editing so much <laughs> you have no idea how hard i i'm working to try and get someone to edit for me <laughs> it's the worst Hey, if you want to edit for me for free, let me know. <laughs> no, I, I, my hands are full editing this show. <laughs> I'm more, that was more addressed to our, our audience, for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can edit for Mike or just simp for him and donate to him on uh, also works. twitch.tv. Uh, Phil, where can, they, uh, where can they simp you? Oh, simping me? For? Mm-hmm. In, in the hearts while they're jerking off i guess I... <laughs> you're, you're watching porn but you're secretly simping for phil <laughs> you're watching porn but you're like oh yes phil <laughs> make me retrash manga the classic trope of walking on someone while they're jerking off and saying your name like they're jerking off about me <laughs> <laughs> which i don't think anyone's ever done for the record but sure whatever i mean what the fuck would you do if you walk into a room and they're just there jerking it while screaming your name like, uh... <laughs> it's like, yeah like this you don't immediately go hey that's hot you go get out <laughs> what are you doing in my house i did this exact thing in a world of darkness game Sorry, you sure did <laughs> as you do as he did yes as i did yeah <laughs> phil where can they find you uh you can find me on twitter if you must if you that's must. right at Fanaxian for all your hot jerking needs <laughs> and uh i am available at slazer king slazer k-i-n-g where i i don't actually tweet too much at the moment but uh hey you can probably find me ranting and raving about something or other this podcast of course available on all good podcasting services we are on spotify we're on apple we're on google we're on stitcher and we're on tune in so don't forget to subscribe, follow, like, whatever they call it on the service you are on. Uh, and as always, links to all of our individual socials are in the show notes, along with in the insane off chance this does get picked up in the next week or two between now and this episode going live. Sure, like, I'll, heck, if they've done it, I'll be like, yes, go out and buy it because somebody licensed hentai. It's about time. The balls of them. <laughs> Finally, I can find hentai in my local bookstore. <laughs> Damn straight. 
But uh, I tell you what, you can also find next episode series in your local bookstore if you want to get a head start on it. So Phil, give them a tease. What are we covering next time when we return to somewhat normalcy of trash manga friends? Mm, yes, oh. tease us after all the hentai. Well, you know what? If you enjoyed that amount of bullying, you'll love our next series as we read Don't Bully Me, Nagataro. I'm going to go take a shower. <laughs> yeah, get ya. Gotta, gotta wash down after that hot, steamy mess of an episode. I'm going to go jerk off. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, fa- thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you've enjoyed this uh, different style of episode for April Fool's. We will... Normality does resume when we return April 15th to cover Nagatoro. But until then, thank you very much for listening. Please don't unsubscribe, and we'll see you next time. Bye! Oh, God, bye.